Hi there. Are you in your seat? Yeah? Everything go well? Did you breeze through security? Bags checked? You are finally on your way. My name's Tanya. And I'm Eric. We'll be your company on this flight for just a couple of minutes. We are part of the D-Global team at the Stanford D-School. We work with Stanford students who study abroad because we want to understand how to make the study abroad experience a profound personal journey for all students. So that's why we're here, talking to you right now as you're sitting in your seat on your way to a new home. We wanted to give you something, something that would set you up to have a truly magical experience while living abroad. But we weren't really sure what that would be. So we started talking to students, 11 to be exact. And they've all studied abroad before. Some of their stories really stuck with us. We heard stories of gender crises, of broken limbs, the joy of being lost, of accidental discoveries, and self-care. And in all those stories, we noticed a pattern, something that these students did differently that made their time abroad so special. And we wanted to figure out what that was so that we could share it with you. And we think we found it. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of just telling you, we want, we want to share what we found through a story. A story about someone just like you, a real student who was in your shoes exactly a year ago on a flight, about to go abroad, to have a truly magical experience. And while there, she found herself in a situation that she'd never seen before, and she decided to stick with it. She stayed in it, and in the process learned something really great about herself, and that made her experience abroad really authentic. Hi, my name's Kristen. I am a senior. I studied abroad last winter in Florence. Kristen is also a musician, a violinist, a passion that heavily influenced her decision to study in Italy. I think at three was the first time I picked up my first tiny-sized violin. Um, but when I graduated to my first adult violin in seventh grade, my favorite was an Italian violin from Cremona, Italy. And from there on, I kind of had this love of Italy. And I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do in terms of studying music, but I knew in my heart that I wanted to go back to Italy. And so the Stanford program was awesome because I was able to go and do all the other things you want to do when you're abroad, but also engage with that music and the Renaissance culture, the art, the value there. Almost exactly a year ago, Kristen was in your shoes. She had just finished her fall quarter at Stanford, packed up her belongings, headed to the airport, and all of a sudden... I was like, oh my God, what is happening? So I think that was one of the moments where I was like, wow, what is, what is, the, what am I getting myself into? What are these three months? Um, but it also made me excited. I loved the uncertainty and I realized in that moment that that was a novel experience and that I, there's not that many times in your life that you get to have that much uncertainty. So it was cool. I tried to replicate that in little spaces, I think, throughout afterwards. And one of those moments of uncertainty would show up a couple of weeks later. It was a chilly Wednesday evening. So one of my favorite moments uh, during my time abroad was when a friend invited me to the Florence Running Club. That's all he told me. And he told me that his host sister had invited him to go to the Florence Running Club and that I should come with them. So I showed up, I think it was like 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night, right by the Duomo. It's incredible. The Duomo is just massive, and you're just like awestruck by, you know, how old it is, how beautiful it is. And as I walked up for this running club, there were like lights going everywhere. It looked like a discotheque. It was like lights, music, and then a few minutes later, they started doing this like jazzercise warm-up with predominantly like 50-year-old Italian men. Just picture like almost our pop music, but a little bit more like Euro, just a slightly more obscure, basically, to me. 
and like a few lights going different places on the Duomo and then a little bit of like one, two, three and like the little like motion that looks like they're doing a synchronized dance. <laughs> it was very uh, overwhelming. I was like, oh my God, I'm so out of place. And looking around, like, I, I need to leave. I can't, I can't do this. Like, I don't know what's going on. What, like, do I join in? Is it weird if I just sit and watch? Like, what's going on? I remember it specifically being like, just let me blend into the wall. If no one sees me, no one realizes how incredibly awkward I feel. Um, watching it back and forth. And then they began this jazzercise routine where people started emerging from like where I was standing there towards a more central area where they could move. And that was when I was started looking at my phone a lot, being like, Jake, Oh, you can text me back. Nope, not texting back yet. Probably check it again because he might have. Nope, not 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 yet. <laughs> that you know, the joke of like, is it is he is he pulling a prank? Um, and it was just a few more minutes past that. The few minutes that felt like an eternity, just being totally isolated and not really knowing what to do. Um, in which I was like, I could totally just slip away, or I could maybe stand like two blocks away and pretend like I'm talking on the phone or pretend like I'm doing something else. Still nervously looking around, feeling uncomfortable in my own body, but it was that realization that I was like, okay, there we go, just like hold it together. And then of course he found me and I could laugh, I felt more comfortable because I could laugh at myself being uncomfortable. And then we started the run and of course he was at the front of the group, but I slowly kept making it towards the back. So there she is, running through the streets of Florence. So if you've seen any pictures of Little Town Italy, that's what it felt like. We were running through the streets, which you don't often do. In Florence, it's pretty faux pas to be running in the streets because they're so small. But you're running across these cobblestones and you know, every once in a while you look to your left and then there's like a curb or something. If it's because it's not paved the same way ours are like perfectly paved, but constantly eyes wide open. You're also like looking down, looking up, looking left, looking right, winded around back alleyways that I'd never gone before. And it's magical because it's like 7 p.m. at night. So it's just after dusk. And the streets are like barely lit up by the little lights in the windows where people are with their families inside. And at the back, there was this guy that kind of approached me and started running next to me. And he asks me like, hey, what's your name? In Italian, Kristen, oh, what's your name? Luca, great, like where are you from? I'm from United States. This was early on in the trip and I wasn't very comfortable with my Italian yet. And I thought like, okay, this is fun. We're speaking in Italian, switch to English. Oh, like, do you speak English? <laughs> and he, he responds, no, not really. <laughs> and then switches right back into Italian, asks me a question at double the speed. And I realized in that moment, I was like, I can either say, like, no, I don't speak Italian, which he now knows I kind of do. But he's, he's faster than I am, so I can't get away from him. So therefore, like, the only, I could ditch and go back to my host family, which was tempting at that time. It was about mile three of this very long run. It was one of those moments where I was like, no, I have to go. I'm going to stick through it. Who knows, who knows who this guy is? This was her chance to understand what it's like to grow up in this place. I could barely keep my eyes in front of me and keep my legs moving, so I don't know that I ever turned fully sideways and looked at him, to be honest. He was a great running partner. Kept me. He's like, let's keep going. Let's go. Yeah, you're doing great. And it turns out that I heard about Luca, his life story, how he grew up, his family business, how they die wool, like the traditional Florentine people did. And it was such an interesting time because I, 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 I wouldn't have ever had that conversation with him had I not been so uncomfortable and put myself in those situations. There were so many times where I could have totally just slipped away, gone back home, checked it off as a cool experience that kind of was weird and different. Um, but because I stayed there, I think the, the best experience was actually getting to know that guy, Luca. She could have left, and she almost did, multiple times. But in sticking with it, she found her place within the culture. She turned an uncomfortable situation into an opportunity to grow. Every day is slightly more uncomfortable than it would be here. 
you know, going to get a coffee, you could accidentally say the wrong thing and it someone's like, you know, the little kid next to you is laughing because you said something silly. You know, like everything is just like a little bit harder whether you, like the doors open the wrong way. So every time you go into a coffee shop, you're like, bam, uh, I'm the American, open, pull. You know, like just like those little things. Um, and so I realized that the little bits of uncomfortableness were totally normal, but this was one of those times that was more than just that little increment. And it made me jump to be able to normalize to just being that much more uncomfortable and okay with that and unfamiliar, um, which I think just pushed me then throughout the next times to just have those bigger jumps later on. And my friend who was running with me at the end, I explained the whole situation. And to, th to this day, we still laugh about it and how I was like, like Luca, my new best friend, because I didn't have another option. <laughs> like we were just hanging out the whole run. Going to Florence, Kristen knew that she wanted to live in the city in an authentic way, as we probably all do when we travel to a new place or live in a new city. And Kristen's way of doing that was to really push herself to try things that made her uncomfortable. I mean, there were multiple times during that run with this strange man, Luca, that she almost left, but she didn't. She stayed there, and now as she reflects, it was one of her most meaningful experiences. So here we are at the end of our story and almost the end of our time together. But there's one more thing we want you to try. Get out a piece of paper or a notebook and a pen. If it's hard to get, you can pause us for just a minute as you find it. Okay, do you have one? Great. On this piece of paper, draw a straight line from the left side to the right side of the page. It's a scale. At one end of this line, write the word comfortable. At the other end, write the word uncomfortable take five minutes to plot some activities on this scale. Just everyday things that you might do in your new city. It could be anything. Taking the bus, trying out a new restaurant, joining a local soccer team. Think about how comfortable or uncomfortable each of these activities would make you feel. So, for example, visiting a local museum by yourself might feel pretty comfortable and safe. But maybe going on a midnight underground graffiti tour might feel a little bit uncomfortable. Now list out some of the things that you know you want to try when you get to your new city, just to see where they fall on this scale. We'll play a song for you while you do this activity. We'll be back with you in just a few minutes. Have fun!
Welcome back. How did that go? Were you surprised by what you found? As you land in your new city and begin this adventure abroad, we want to challenge you to really go after some of those uncomfortable things. And as the weeks pass by, check in with yourself. How am I doing on my scale? Am I spending too much time on the comfortable end? Push yourself to really move into uncomfortable territory, even if that means just doing one thing a week differently. We truly believe this will help you more authentically engage with your city and help you get the most out of this amazing experience. So, remember... If you find yourself in a crowd of jazzercisers in front of an iconic city landmark, don't flee. Stick with it. Trust me, it will be worth it. 